Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to episode 020 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. Today we're talking communication with horses. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, it's twofold. One, one I get asked often for books for people to read, and I have never written a book. I'm doing, that's why I podcast, because I don't really, I had to write so much during uh, my doctorate program and my master's degree that I, like, I just don't want to write a ton anymore. I do occasionally write, um, but it's just not like I used to. So I want to recommend two books that you can read in order to learn more about the way your horse is trying to communicate with you. We talk a lot about energy work, um, and that is an important aspect of working with your horse. I would say probably 80% of horsemanship is intuition, uh, but what develops intuition is education. And I've been really lucky to have some teachers and mentors along the way, both in the human world and the equine world to help bring that together for me. Um, And so I want to share some of that with you. So I'll start by saying no matter where you listen to this podcast at, look at your podcast provider. I'm going to put the links to the books that I'm going to talk about today in those show notes. Uh, And these are books that I think um, every horse person should have. Every equine enthusiast, every horse owner should, it should be a prerequisite to have to read these books. Even if you're not into the woo-woo stuff, these books are very, very well grounded in science. But having a, it's not impossible to have knowledge and understanding and empathy and intuition uh, in order to create good care and even good energy work and body work for your horse without education but when you when you combine or connect the education and the intuition it makes it makes for in my opinion a much more powerful treatment plan a much more powerful experience for both you and the animal that you're working with or your own animals so the first book i want to talk about is called Horse Speak, and uh, it's called The Equine Human Translation Guide, Conversations with Horses in Their Language, and it's written by Sharon Wilsey and Gretchen Vogel. Now, the book sounds a little training method-y, but it is absolutely not a training method. It's not even a, a technique to make you ride better. What it is, is a practical way looking at the the language of horses, the body language of horses, and understanding what it is they're trying to say to you. So often I hear, uh, you know, somebody say, "Oh, this horse is and earmuffs kids. Oh, this horse is just an asshole. He's just being a, just being a butthead. He's just doing that because he's annoyed, or he, you know, this, that, and the other, or he's just doing it to be mean. I guess they can be annoyed, but he he's just doing that to be mean. And I want you to know." that that's not the case. There's always a reason, always a reason. And the reason is never uh, because they're holding a grudge or because they're an asshole. It's because, and that's physically impossible because they don't have the frontal lobe capacity like a human does. Um, And it doesn't matter if you are more along the natural horsemanship line, if you're more along the R positive line, if you are 
Even if you are along the good old cowboy way, right, which is what I have seen so many times over the years, um, it's important for you to know that if a horse is doing something, it's because there's a reason. So I'll take for an example something that I, I hear often and may have even come out of my mouth, um, you know, at some point is that when a, you know, a herd bound horse, oh, they're just being a baby. They're, they're, they're buddy sour, right? Did you know that most often a horse that is quote unquote buddy sour or herd bound or barn sour is in pain, is in physical pain. Now, um, most of the time, the reason why you might not know, there might not be a, a perceivable limp or lameness. They're not three-legged lame, um, but they're in pain. Horses are master compensators because their life depends on it because they're prey animals. And so if they show any weakness, especially in a herd setting, if they show any weakness at all, then they become the victim of the next predator that comes through. And so um, it's just one of the tiny little aha moments that I had. And when we know better, we do better, right? But it's one of the tiny little aha moments that I had in learning more about um, the capacity of a horse's emotions, right? Um, and so one of the ways I did that, like I said, was this book, um, Horse Speak. So what this book does for you, and it's a it's a great book. It's got lots of pictures. There are so many YouTube videos by these two that you can go back. But what you're you're basically learning their language in about... 12 steps. Um, and it's explained really easily equine communication via breath and body language. Um, and then, uh, learning points like greeting, going somewhere, grooming, and then there's a lot of exercises so that you can practice communicating with your horse and then move on to other horses. I highly, highly recommend this book. Like I said, I think it should be a prerequisite for anyone who, has a horse or works with horses. The second book that I wholeheartedly recommend every horse owner read is called Language Signs and Calming Signals of Horses. Um, and I'm going to butcher the name, but it's by Rachel Drazmia, D-R-A-A-I-S-M-A. Uh, it is a little hardback book. I ordered the book on Kindle first and then ordered the hardback book. I recommend getting the hardback book. Skip skip the Kindle copy. Um, it's not great. But what happened was... Um, this person did a study study in order to chart the calming signals and language signs of horses. And the goal of the research was just to be able to describe the calming, calming signals of horses, um, the signals that horses give in response to stimuli in their environment when they want to calm or appease or in order to avoid conflict, um, in order to maintain social relationships, and in order to just be polite. The reason why this matters is because if you can understand the communication signals of a horse, you can you can figure out before tensions run so high that the horse becomes so highly highly stressed that it runs or it fights, right? Um, fight, flight, or freeze. So you can avoid a lot of stress for your animal, injury for your animal, injury for you um, by understanding the way a horse communicates and the level at which it graduates to kind of the next level, like when things are starting to intensify. As I said, horses don't do things just to be jerks. They don't step on your foot to be a jerk. They don't crowd your space to be a jerk. Um, 
And when tensions get super high, a horse's instinctive reaction takes over. And so there is no space in their brain, physically or figuratively, for reasoning and understanding. And so when that happens, often you end up with serious health risks for an injury risk for both the rider or the handler and the horse. And so this book goes through and charts the signals that a horse gives before it reaches that level, right? And because there are so many little tiny graduations that precede an explosion, you know, oftentimes I'll hear, you know, like, Oh, I, I got on this, this horse and, and she just broke in two. And if you play the tape back, which often we can, um, that happened recently where we were able to actually play the, uh, the tape, the barn security footage back, there were no less than 18 signs that, this horse was giving of high stress, intensifying and intensifying and intensifying until she did indeed break in two. But it wasn't out of the blue. It wasn't out of disrespect. There was a buildup of stress that took 18 hits in the span of about as many minutes until that rider got on the horse and she, quote unquote, broke in two. So having this base knowledge of both horse speak and language signs and calming signals of horses, it is invaluable information that can improve not only your understanding of your equine partner, but also your relationship. And this doesn't, again, take away from the intuitiveness of your relationship or working with your horses. What it does is give you that nice grounded science from which your intuition can grow and flourish and build your energy work. So hopefully this is a little bit different episode. Hopefully you guys find it valuable. I will link both of these books up in the show notes um, in case you're driving or riding or doing your thing. Um, upcoming episodes we have next week, we'll be talking about how to resolve the two top issues I see with um, your horses. And then uh, episode 22, we're going to start talking about kissing spine rehab. Uh, recently, we had our uh, holistic ulcer management clinic. I will also link that in the show notes. You can get the replay now. It's available for you if that's something you're interested in. Um, and it does come with the ability to ask me questions uh, since you weren't there for the live Q&A. Uh, we'll be doing a kissing spine rehab uh, workshop soon, as well as a free workshop on how to muscle test your horses. So stay tuned, hit that subscribe button, make sure that you um, leave a rating so we can share this information with as many people as possible and head over to equineenergymed.com and jump on the mailing list. Um, I don't spam people. I won't even have time to write a newsletter like I should, but I do like to let you guys know when there, there is a workshop coming up, either mine or a colleague that you might find interesting. So be well, have an amazing week, and I can't wait to hear the adventures that you've been on. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.